0: Welcome to the Podcast Potables Network. You are listening to Process Potables, brought to you by the Andrew Boss team at Berkshire Hathaway. Please make sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a five-star rating, and a review on Apple Podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and untapped at Process Potables. Check out our other shows as well, Powerbombs and Potables. You can find them on Twitter at PowerbombsPPN. Every week, bringing you a brand new episode in your feed. Monday morning, recapping the last week in professional wrestling television, plus bonus episodes for pay-per-view events, throwback episodes, and much, much more. Pucks and Potables at Pucks PPN. You can find them on Twitter. The upcoming episode for Pucks and Potables is going to feature stories of Flyers games that the crew has been to, stories from them, albeit good or bad, Memorable things along those lines. And lastly, Popcorn and Potables, our movie podcast on Twitter, at PopcornPPN, has a brand new bonus episode dropping where they discuss the movie The Lodge, so stay tuned for that. For news, blog posts, info on breweries we've worked with, and much, much more, check out www.processpotables.com. Process Potables is on tap. Cheers, everybody. What's going on everybody? Dan and Steve back with you after a little bit of a break. This is episode 63 of Process Potables, the Summer League Sixers, but this time it matters. Steve, what's going on? Long time no uh,
1: talking basketball. And if my math is correct, we're 31, 32 days away from the return of Sixers basketball. So I'm excited. And now that it's officially back and for the most part, things are figured out. We we'll just have to wait another few more weeks till we get back into some real sports action. So excited, yeah, man! We're
0: recording this on June thirtieth. The first scheduled game is July thirtieth. So I guess that's you know thirty days at this yeah. point as of recording. So looking forward to that. Before we get into really talking about if the league resumes play, which is still technically up in the air, I thought it important to mention. I thought about doing an episode myself on this while we were kind of on a little summer vacation the past two weeks, but I really hate the idea of ever doing an episode where I'm the only person that talks. So I decided against it. But I feel like it's important to preface everything we're going to say after this point with another stance as far as the league returning and how it impacts a lot of things. I selfishly very much wanted sports to come back pretty much as soon as they stopped. And I'm sure a lot of people can appreciate that sentiment. And, I'm sure a lot of us have learned a lot about several things during quarantine, whether that be about yourself being contained with yourself or, you know, maybe select people. Maybe you learn about yourself. Maybe you learn about them clearly with the black lives matter movement and the protesting going on across our country, which we've talked about previously, people are learning a lot about culture. They're learning a lot about, you know, things they didn't know about, about maybe how differently other, other people have it, whether that be because of their race, their religion, their orientation, their gender, so on and so forth. People are becoming educated, and that's a good thing. And selfishly, again, I wanted sports to come back, especially basketball, being that that's our thing. But I feel like it's important, while we are going to talk about it, as it does potentially seem like it will return at this point, I'm, I'm very much of the belief at this point that I don't think the sports should come back. I have several reasons for that belief, and, you know, I'm not trying to convince anybody to agree with me or not, but I think it's an important conversation to have because, number one, we are seeing COVID-19 spike in several areas and Florida being one of the worst, and we're seeing players in the NBA and, and across all sports as players return to market that they are already coming down with it prior to even entering the bubble a quote unquote bubble in Orlando. And I think that it just shows that this is a very dangerous precedent that is about to to be set. I believe they I believe every person who is like potentially supposed to play has already been tested and I think five percent of the league tested positive already and that's without being stuck together in a bubble where yep. if one person goes in there with it, the likelihood of it spreading rapidly is significantly high. And there are already players, which we'll get to, that are already not going because they either fear for their health or have already come down with the disease. The other thing, as we've mentioned, is the Black Lives Matter movement and the state of protest across our country. And we have been you know, very active in that, trying to donate money to charity, trying to make sure that we are using – our small, albeit, but still our platform to raise awareness, to, you know, uh, show our support, to, to educate ourselves, to hopefully try to educate, educate others to some degree. I fear that despite the best efforts of the league and the, and the Players Association, which I know they are trying to implement things to use this to support the movement, I think that ultimately this will do more harm than good to the movement. I don't believe this is going to bring any recognition that the movement didn't already have, but it is going to deter from the volume it has made, from the the noise that it has made, because we talk about sports being an escape for people, and this is going to allow people to escape Dealing with this situation it's going to allow them to escape the news and turn on sports and, and not hear about it so much and get to just enjoy something they enjoy, which, you know, by all means, you should be able to enjoy things. There are, there are definitely people that take it to an extreme where it seems like if you're enjoying anything other than always being a part of the cause that, you know, maybe you're not all in for the cause. You still have to live your life. There's, there's nothing wrong with that, in my opinion, but you know, within reason. And right now, I just don't think the sports is the answer. I think that it's very selfish. And again, I'm putting myself very high in that category of selfish people that wanted to come back and maybe didn't realize ultimately, you know, what that would do. But to me now, it seems like this is going to take away from the movement, is going to take away from the protesting, from the voices. And it's really just another way to put a lot of money in rich white men's pockets who ultimately aren't making that money while protests are happening and sports aren't happening. And, you know, I hope that they put measures in place that help amplify the movement in a positive way. But so far what I've heard is semantics and not nearly enough. And they're going to need to really go above and beyond and find ways to, be able to amplify important voices, and make sure that people that are tuning into this are not able to escape the message that is trying to be put forward.
1: Yeah, I, I agree everything with what you just said, Dan. It's interesting. Uh, today I think it came out the news that Ian Desmond of the Rockies just said, you know, I'm not playing, you know, the 60 game there's plus already season. There's already like and four pretty big names,
0: I think, uh I think Ryan Zimmerman was one of them. That's right. Yeah, I and forget someone who the else other two the, were. Uh, but Nationals. then Ian Desmond came. Ian Desmond's words were very strong. If you don't, if you don't follow him on Twitter or didn't see his his lengthy uh, response to the fact that he is not playing, I thought it was very well spoken. I know a lot of people agreed with the sentiment
1: as well. So make sure that you check that out. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, definitely encouraging. And it's just, it's kind of a weird time right now. And I know that's what everyone's been saying. Um, anytime in the past when there's been a war there's been no sports there's been you know no entertainment like there's been no nothing and while that's going on people just have time to more time with their family and reflect and and i think not that this should equate to war but this is just like a unique time in our history where the covid combined with the black lives matter movement just you know and many other things that are happening as a result of those things. I think it's just a unique time where we just really, you know, things like sports are just not important. And as much as I just want to, I'm dying to see basketball again, I'm okay with waiting till next year to see it or any other sports. So that way we can just, as a country, as a society, as a world, just figure out our shit, man, and and just get it, get it together. So that's, I'm right there with you. Yeah, I
0: mean, I feel like an asshole even saying something like, oh, yes, I'm willing to sacrifice watching sports for a little while longer to to amplify the message of this movement because really that's just showcasing the privilege that I have, that that's pretty much the extent of the sacrifice that I have to make, that I don't have to worry about these burdens every day of my life. I, I can go to work. I can make my commute unbothered. I can step into my workplace unbothered. I can come back to my home. And my family, unbothered, I can go about my business, whether that be, you know, going and buying groceries, going to the store, doing doing anything I want to do unbothered, that, you know, the, the the best thing I can do is say, oh, yeah, it's okay, I'll wait on sports a little more. But, you know, at this point, that, that really is, is something that isn't being universally said enough. So while, you know, I'm not acting like I'm some sort of martyr here, there's plenty more that we can, hopefully will do, should do. And we understand that, that at the very least, I think a lot of people need to take a step back and understand that you don't need sports back that bad. You've managed this long. You can manage some more. There are things that are more important.
1: And if you're racist and or don't wear a mask, you're the fucking problem, yeah, dude.
0: Fuck you, man. Or or woman. But
1: So with
0: that said, again, can't stress the importance of that enough, but we will move forward now talking about the potential return in the event that it does We're going to get into some quick hit stuff here with this week's Quick Sips.
1: The NBA and the National Basketball Players Association plan to paint the words Black Lives Matter on all courts when the season restarts in July.
0: Damian Lillard debuted as the first of three cover athletes for NBA 2K21. If you have listened to our podcast Power Ups and Potables or watched the PlayStation 5 event about two or three weeks ago at this point, Zion Williamson was the focus of the trailer for NBA 2K21, leading speculation that he will be one of the other cover athletes The other two, whomever they will be, will be announced over the course of the next two days.
1: Rudy Gobert says he still hasn't fully recovered from COVID. He had a quote saying, The taste has returned, but the smell is not 100%. I can smell the smells, but not from afar. I spoke to specialists who told me that it could take up to a year. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. Mm. The Sixers
0: signed Ryan Brokoff. 29 year old Australian who has averaged 40% from three point range in 59 games with the Dallas Mavericks the past two years. He previously played for Valparaiso. Valparaiso? Valparaiso, sure. In college and in Turkey and Russia before coming to the NBA. It is not known if
1: Brett Brown coached his dad. Joel Embiid finally, his words, all caps, got his driver's license and Tobias Harris was upset that he didn't know sooner because, well, previously, Embiid had given Toby rides home.
0: That's totally on brand. Not surprised at all. I knew he didn't have a driver's license for the longest time, so I'm amazed that he finally did get one, but I did not know that he had been driving. I
1: had to double-check that wasn't like an Onion or whatever satire websites out there.
0: No, apparently it's very real. Speaking of things that you would think from The Onion... Former Philadelphia 76ers general manager and two-time NBA executive of the year. Why the fuck is that in here? (sighs) Brian Colangelo has purchased an ownership stake in and will assume an advisory role with the Illawarra Hawks of Australia's National Basketball League. He will not have a role running the franchise as a president or general manager, but will assist in governance and strategy
1: as an equity partner to the ownership group. He's a fucking snake. And speaking of snakes... Speaking of snakes, Kevin Durant has become a minority owner of the Philadelphia Union. He has purchased a 5% ownership stake and has the option to purchase an additional 5% in the near future. There were previously talks between Durant and DC United, DC being his hometown and area pretty much, but the talks have, uh, have broken down at that point, and that's where the union came in. No word of Fang, their mascot, will be the only snake in the building no he definitely will not babe mm, poor fang it was a
0: good run buddy i fully have been trying to make sure that union fans know that this is not a guy that you can root for or get behind i don't care if he threw money at your team you need to stay on the attack fuck kevin Durant. and that's this week's quick sips so steve the nba schedule is out the league will resume on july 30th as we mentioned Most teams are playing around seven, eight games or so. The Sixers playing eight games. We have their schedule right here. So although play will resume on July 30th, the Sixers do not play until August 1st. They play Indiana. Then on August 3rd, play San Antonio. August 5th, my birthday. (coughs) Play Washington. August 7th, play Orlando. The 9th, Portland. The 11th, Phoenix. The 12th, Toronto. Toronto and the 14th the Houston Rockets. So looking at that I've heard a lot a lot of people and a lot of the articles I've read and you know people that are starting to analyze these things and break this stuff down saying that they think the Sixers got a really favorable and beneficial schedule here what are your initial thoughts when you look at this as
1: far as how the the schedule broke down for the Sixers? So, yeah, that's what I've been kind of reading, too. That's kind of the national narrative, so to speak, that the Sixers could be a dark horse or, you know, a a real contender, all things considered. Uh, I looked at the schedule. Seems to be – should be a lot of easy wins, but it seems like with this Sixers team, there's no such thing as an easy win. And then I just – you can't really have a a real gut feeling or instinct of what you know it's going to happen because – there's another 30 days left till the season begins. More players could uh, drop. They're even saying with the Nets, like, there's speculation on if it's legitimate that maybe the Mets, the Nets just won't show up uh, because what do they have to play for? So it's, it's really going to be interesting. And I think the team that wins the title or, or the teams that are going to be cont- truly contending are going to be the teams, you know, when we look back on this, that, really prepared correctly for these really unconventional circumstances. So it's 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 gonna be really hard to predict.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting because the last time I, I think we spoke we were talking a little bit about Damian Lillard and how he was thinking of not playing and now it seems by all accounts he has kind of flipped the switch again once they implemented the the play in part that gives a couple of teams a chance to still make it and whatnot. But Trevor Ariza was another guy who plays for Portland and has already said that he's not risking and he's not going. You know, this is a, a, a pretty significant player on a team that could get in and make some noise. So you're seeing, you know, not not stars so far, but you're seeing pretty pretty well known names that are already saying they're out. I know DeAndre Jordan was another one who was part of that five percent that we mentioned has already tested positive. And I believe he tweeted yesterday that because of his positive testing, he will not be in Orlando at all. So yep. even though the league doesn't resume for 30 more days, I don't know if that is a league mandate or his own choice or, or maybe a little bit of both. But he has already come out and said that now he will not be going. So to your point about the Nets, again, I have nothing really to play for anyway. anyway. Kyrie was banged up. Obviously, Durant's not going to suit up for this. And now it was DeAndre Jordan, I mean. No, they're really just going to go down there and probably, probably get their ass kicked a couple times. Yeah, and then, uh, Spen- and, and, and torch the Sixers once. Yeah,
1: and, uh, Spencer Dimwitty. Luckily, we don't play them. Yeah. He, uh, he tests a positive too. And, and there's speculation that he could not show up. So, I mean, without Kyrie, KD, not that DeAndre Jordan. you but know, didn't exactly do the one put, that was
0: trying to crowdfund his contract. Yeah. Mm. So, sure, stocks plummeting. COVID now. karma. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> a lot of that. But so what are your thoughts? You know, I think it's really hard looking at, you know, the way that this all works itself out to really get a good idea on how this can impact the standing. So the best I can figure it out, I mean, really, we don't play Boston, Boston doesn't play us, but we do play Indiana. And I know Boston has a pretty tough schedule. If we're looking at, like, you know, how can we move? I mean, ideally, moving to three is kind of a stretch. We're four and a half games out of the three seed, but we're only two behind Miami for the four seed. We're currently tied with the Pacers for fifth, but they have the tiebreaker as yeah, of now.
1: Now, if I'm not mistaken, though, isn't it the standings going to be by winning percentage since teams are going to have an even amount of games played at the end yes. of the year? So, So,
0: yeah, so I don't know exactly i I'm not sure if, like, the
1: whole game back thing is going to— It's still kind of, like, the easiest way to figure
0: it out, but, yeah, it may not be an exact science. You're right. So, looking at the Boston schedule, because I I also went through each day's slate of games and kind of picked out some ones for, you know, maybe for people to keep an eye on, whether it just be a good game or one that could impact the Sixers in some way. But looking at the Celtics-specific schedule, like— Looking at theirs makes me realize that we got a pretty good deal. They start off against Milwaukee and then Portland and then Miami, Brooklyn, Toronto, Orlando, Memphis, Washington. I could very easily see Boston going three and five, four and four. So it's got to give you hope when you look at a Sixers schedule of Indiana, San Antonio, Washington, Orlando, Portland, Phoenix, Toronto, Houston. I mean, when I look at that, I say there's a very real possibility they go 7 and 1. Yeah. Will they probably not? No. But it'd be nice. <laughs> the 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 worst thing to me is that it seems like almost every team is playing every other day and the Sixers have the first two days off for some reason, but then have a back-to-back of Phoenix and Toronto on the 11th and 12th of August. So Already, that Toronto game was probably the most difficult matchup you had, and now
1: you have to do it on back-to-back days. Yeah, and I can imagine that game against Phoenix that could be, depending how successful they are right out the gate. Arrest like, kind okay, of game. yeah, when a rest Embiid, Horford, Simmons, like just. Well, yeah, them. I mean, I don't think you're going to sit everybody, but it no, definitely yeah. could
0: be an Embiid rest game. I would say that would make a lot of sense. I don't know if anybody else is really getting a
1: rest game. And and do we know how close the playoffs are going to start after this? Restart that I don't know. Yeah, that's that's the other thing I'm curious. Like, is it going to be the next day or two? Or, they going I to mean, to like usually,
0: you know, the regular season ends on like a Wednesday and they're starting the playoffs on Saturday, right? So, yeah. you figure that the 14th is a Friday, so they're still playing on a Friday that I don't, I don't know if you go do you go into it right that weekend. I mean, you can't have people play the next day.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking maybe Monday or Tuesday at the but latest. Such, it's such weird timing then. You're going to start
0: the yeah, playoffs at the beginning of the week. Like that's the thing is they usually get those games in on the weekend. You book full days of basketball.
1: I don't know. But then again, there's really no traveling going on, so it'll be a little bit easier with everyone in the quote-unquote bubble. So I guess there's that to take into consideration as well. And so, when we take a look at the other two teams that the Sixers
0: are going to be fluctuating with as far as playoff positioning, you look at Indiana's schedule. Again, they play the Sixers in their first game as well, and then they have Washington, Orlando, Phoenix, the Lakers, Miami, Houston, Miami. Wow! So that's really tough. And to know that Miami and Indiana play each other twice, you know somebody's falling at this point. Like whether you know whatever way that goes, one of them sweeps, they split it. You know they're only hurting each other, and the sixers hopefully can take advantage by again not having to face any of those three except for that first game against Indiana, no games against Miami, no games against boston steve what what do the heat have on their schedule
1: so the heat they have Denver, Toronto, Boston, Milwaukee, Phoenix, Indiana, Oklahoma, and Indiana
0: yeah that's tough, yeah, so Miami I think probably has the hardest schedule out of any of them, yeah. So, there, I mean, there's a realistic possibility, like pretty good one to me, that the Sixers can somehow find a way to a four seed. I don't think it's that far-fetched whatsoever. If They just don't come out of the gate slumping. And if if you ask me, really looking at these games, I mean, Phoenix, San Antonio, Washington, Orlando, those need to be wins. Those have to be right. guaranteed wins. Those teams really have nothing to play for. You, you've got to take advantage of this kind of thing. Those are your second, third, fourth, and sixth games. So, all of them you have a day before. Hopefully, everybody's able to suit up for all of them. You're at full strength. You get in a rhythm. So, you're 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 calling it 500 right there. Which I think it's pretty safe to say that all three of the other teams are probably at best going 500. Probably, maybe yeah. struggling to do so. I would say Miami and Indiana both may struggle to go 500 here, whereas Boston can probably pull 500, maybe like a game over. Again, I don't have realistic expectations of catching them anyway, so I don't really care if Boston just floors everybody, and so do we. And then it works out. That are the 3 were the four. Good to go. Right, Indiana, your first game, well, lucky for us that we get to open against them. Both teams are going to be rusty, kind of clunky. You kind of hope in a game like that, the talent will ultimately win out. And also, I believe Malcolm Brogdon, like four days ago, was diagnosed yep. with COVID. Hate to see it. Hate to see it. So who knows what his status is going to be. I know Oladipo was questioning whether he was even going to be able to ramp up for this. So let's say Oladipo does not suit up for this, does not want to risk re-injuring himself in this kind of setting and also risking his health as far as COVID. Malcolm Brogdon maybe has to go the same route as DeAndre Jordan, can't show up. They are no longer nearly the intimidating team that some people would consider them to be. I think the Sixers need to be better than them anyway, but no Oladipo, no Brogdon. I'm not sweating that team whatsoever. Toronto, again, I think that's going to be a really difficult matchup on that back-to-back. The other question will be, what do they have to play for? I think they're pretty locked in as the two seed. They're not going to catch Milwaukee, but I think they can hold off Boston, and that's also the seventh game. So at that point, will they know they're the two seed? Will they be that concerned? With, with sending everybody out there and going full force.
1: Yeah, in a way, it's kind of good that the two most difficult games are at the very end against Toronto and then uh, Houston. Houston. And, you know, they could be critical games for playoff seeding, but then they can also be games where by then maybe seeding just doesn't really matter. There's not for much sure. to play for. So.
0: Yeah, that, that Houston game as well, we know James Harden plays a ridiculous amount of minutes depending on where they're at. Maybe that's a way to afford... Getting him at least a game of rest. And again, if we're talking that that game's on a Friday, if they potentially do end up maybe starting series on Sunday, like you're really going to have to be cautious yeah. about how hard you're running guys. And then that Portland game, the only other one we didn't talk about on the ninth, you know, Damian Lillard was already questionable about going. It sounds like he could, but there's still time to change minds. Trevor Ariza is now sitting out. And they're a team that's on the outside looking into the playoffs already. So while we know they can be dangerous, we know the noise that they can make, especially when you have Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum and whatnot. That you know they they really haven't been at their best this season. And hopefully, you know the time off. And again, at that point, they could very well already be eliminated from playoff contention. Means that they're I think they're already sitting three three and a half out. Yeah, he just might in. show
1: up to Orlando just to promote uh, NBA two K and you know, maybe try to sneak into Disney and that's about it.
0: <laughs> I don't think anybody wants to sneak into Disney right no. now without shit's going on down there. But so uh, I want to talk about some of some of the matchups that I'm really excited for and see if you have any, you know, maybe maybe that I miss or that stand out to you or anything. So we'll jump into that, but first a message from our sponsor, the Andrew Boss team at Berkshire Hathaway. Who's the next person you know who will be buying or selling a home? Have them contact the Andrew Boss team at Berkshire Hathaway for the most trusted process when it comes to real estate in New Jersey. Call today, 856-904-5636, that's 856-904-5636, and mention Process Potables for exclusive savings. So before we get into kind of breaking down the overall NBA schedule and talking about some matchups we like, I did want to plug what we're drinking today. I kind of forgot the top of the episode because I was so uh, enamored with, with getting into this as we, we've taken some time off and I'm recharged, refreshed, doing two episodes tonight. Really excited. Let's go. Make sure you uh, stick around and pay attention to our next episode that'll come out probably the uh, early next week featuring our friend Dave Wes of Feeding Time TV. We are very excited, as we have frequently been winding the crossover into the the food kind of game. Steve, obviously, as you've probably heard us talk about before, is an avid griller, smoker, meat
1: connoisseur. I definitely know way more about food than I do basketball. So,
0: I mean, me too, probably, <laughs> just
1: by how much of it I eat, as, as everyone who has
0: seen me can tell. But uh, we're really excited for that. Dave's going to be coming through. We, we've got a lot of fun topics, a, a, a full, fun episode, no real... Like specific sports talk, no news, no bullshit like that. Just fun, food, tailgating, beer, all things like that. Stories from uh, our past and, and uh, a, fu- a funny thing we have to confront Wes about because he probably doesn't remember it at a, mm. at a certain wing bowl. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: so make sure you tune in for that and make sure that you check out Feeding Time TV. On, they have a YouTube channel and Instagram and Facebook. You can find everything at Feeding Time TV. Well, we're drinking for this episode as me and our engineer extraordinaire, Corey Oates, who is also the mastermind behind Power uh, Power Bombs and Potables. Dude, there's so many goddamn podcasts on this network now.
1: It's just... It's all... Sounds like we have to cut back on some. Mm, maybe. Buck and Potables, you're on the hot seat. See ya. <laughs> Woo!
0: But... Me and uh, and Corey Oates made a trip down to visit an old friend in Virginia this past weekend who's been stuck down there for quarantine, so we sucked it up, went by his residential area to hang out, had to stop at a couple breweries on the way, pick up some beer and bring it back. So Summit Across Soulless Brewing in Sterling, Virginia, and we are sharing a Lucy Juicy. It's a double IPA, clocks in at 8%, brewed with Eldorado and Simcoe hops, it's got a very smooth creamy kind of mouth feel it's got hints of like say like orange maybe a little bit of like melon to it but overall just a real good hazy juicy double ipa so it clocks in there with that high abv but you don't get a lot of like hot bitterness you're getting a lot of very juicy fruity flavor so it's an easy drink but you know three
1: of these by the pool and yeah. you, might, you might might be sleeping in the sun buddy so if you haven't realized by now, I don't love IPAs as much as you and Corey. Like I, I do like IPAs, I just don't love them. Like I love a lot of like Belgian and German style beers and stuff like that. This would get a five star for me on tap. Wow, okay. I really, really am enjoying this, and it's a and juicy Lucy. The name really explains. Lucy, juicy. Is it Lucy? Okay, that's some weird cursive eye italics. But anyway. I
0: thought it was called Juicy Juicy <laughs> when I went there. And I'm like, wait, but the first one doesn't have an I. I'm like, you guys spelled it wrong. And they're like, no, it's Lucy Juicy. Yeah. Like,
1: oh, so yeah, I, that <laughs> fucked me up too, man. But it the name uh, does the beard uh, justice. It's I don't know how to describe this really well, but with IPAs like this, you talk about, feel a little hint of like citrus or orangey you know, taste and it's like ju- people refer to as juicy. Like to me it's like, like really crisp. But like if you were to actually eat like, you know, a really good, perfectly fresh orange, like it there's like this crisp, really juicy taste to it. And that's like kind of when I'm getting a little bit in this beer. And I just a beer like this, the more I drink it, just for some reason, a really, really good IPA like this just really wants just really uh makes me want wings. Now a yeah, lot of everything things make makes weird. us want wings, bro. I know, but expect like this is like a beer that like I I'm ready for twenty fat daddies now. All right, well let's go, let's so, go, let's go, go get
0: them. <laughs> but yeah, so shout out Solus, really appreciate it. Uh, I think you're really going to enjoy the, this Baltimore chop I got from uh, from Hysteria too, who we've talked about before. They're in Maryland, but you know we'll save that for another time. But if you like this one, I think you'll really enjoy that one. So moving on, so I I kind of took a, a game from each day that I that I think if you're gonna watch one game of that day, mostly I only picked one game that that you'll want to tune into. Now I mostly tried to avoid the Sixers games because you know you're gonna watch them anyway. But if you're looking, you know, every day if you're like you know sports are back, I, I want to make sure I tune into a game. I picked something that I thought you know maybe there'd be some fun to talk about, or people might just want to tune into, or what I would deem you know kind of the headliner game of that day so on july 30th the first day that the league is back there's only two games uh the one that i'm gonna definitely be tuning into is clippers lakers at 9 p.m that's a hell of a way to kick back off i'm really excited for that that's a i believe that's a thursday night so even though it's a 9 p.m start which is a little rough it's friday you know take a half day work from home call in sick or you know just sleep at your desk do whatever you got to do but that's one that I'm definitely going to stay up late for and watch and enjoy the return of basketball. I think the other game is like New Orleans-Utah or something. Yeah, and that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. But th- it's like dinner time. It's like, no, nah, I'm going to you know, maybe get some wings, like you said. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, crack a beer, get on the recliner, turn the heat on, turn the massage on, turn the, the chilled cup holder mm-hmm. on, and, and, and tune in
1: and wait for 9 p.m. And not only do we have LeBron versus Kawhi, but we have the season debut. JR Smith, maybe.
0: <laughs> I was reading an article about about Avery Bradley, Jr Smith, and Dion Waiters, and 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 what that rotation would look like now. I, I believe Avery Bradley is not going to be available. Um, I forget if he's not participating or if he got hurt, but uh, it, it the numbers for Jr Smith and Dion Waiters are not pretty. So if either of them is asked to do anything. Significant. I don't. I don't think they're going to like what they get out of that. But he's probably just there to, to hopefully, you know, pour Hennessy on LeBron if they actually win a title. Yeah, because that's pretty much the only job he has. That next day, you have Boston Milwaukee at six thirty. So Friday six thirty. You know, catch the end of uh, you know, your own quarantine happy hour. As don't go to the fucking bars.
1: Don't be that guy, please.
0: But obviously this one, very important uh, for seeding as far as Boston-Milwaukee. Now, again, as we talked about it, we don't really believe that there's much of a scenario where the Sixers surpass Boston, but it, it doesn't seem like it's mathematically impossible. So early on, if you get Milwaukee beating Boston before you even play a game, you know, you start talking yourself in the situation. So as much as we don't like rooting for Milwaukee, I'm definitely not going to root for the Celtics here. So, um You know, an interesting one and and should be a good game. You know, all jokes aside, should be a very good game. Uh, And, you know, a preview of teams that you expect to see if you're really going to go. You're probably going to run into one, if not both of them. So get a good idea of what you're going against. Get a little scouting report. Watch Jason Tatum go three for 18 from the field with one assist.
1: And I did see uh, something on, I think it was on the jump today that, with you know the first game of season having LeBron in the you know second game or second day you have uh, Giannis playing, they said the stats and everything from this restart are going to be included in the MVP as they should as you, know, should. Belt, as, you know, as it should. So uh, you know we'll, we'll get to see the you know the two front runners for the MVP in the first well, two days. I'll so. be
0: so sure about that because I, I have another game where I actually okay. mentioned that uh, the next day, August first, as the first day the Sixers play. So obviously you're going to be watching Sixers Pacers. An hour and a half after they start, so probably at about halftime of Sixers-Pacers, Lakers-Raptors start at 8.30. So at halftime, watch tip off of that, go back to Sixers-Pacers. Hopefully, you know, midway through the fourth, Sixers have it nice and in hand, and you should be able to catch most, if not all, of the second half of Lakers-Raptors. That's Saturday night, so I mean, prime time viewing there.
1: How much do you miss just... Hitting the little go back button on your remote to a life's another. I don't going remember back the last time I cable in
0: my basement. Yeah, I don't think I've it's... used. The, I don't think I've used the Xfinity remote for anything other than switching the input on my TV between the Fire Stick and the PS4.
1: It's going to be beautiful. I'm pretty man. sure that's it, yeah. man.
0: Um, I mean, the last thing I remember doing with cable was watching Dave. How long ago was that? At this point, man? oh wow, that like that wrapped four, in like four... the beginning of May. Yeah, had of. So
1: yeah. Highly recommend. By the way, if you haven't seen yeah, it, yeah, very
0: good show. So to your to your MVP point on August second at eight thirty, so Sunday night. So this is a nice, you know, throw it on the uh, throw it on your iPad in bed, mm. if you got, or you know, if you if you're rich enough to have a TV in there, which I no longer am, unfortunately. But mm. uh, thoughts and prayers. Milwaukee Houston at eight thirty. Harden versus Giannis. Mm. If you were asking me who are the top two guys in the MVP race, I mean Giannis is going to win it. I don't really think it's close this year. But I think Harden's still number two again. I think it's the same as last year. I don't think LeBron is there. I think he's probably top five, but I don't think he's there. I think Harden is definitely number two.
1: If Harden comes back and, and the Rockets just come on a tear, they go five and three to between seven and one, I think that might really, really, you know, It'll be not as close
0: of a race, yeah. but I mean, there's I know gonna exactly be the discussion, and, and, and it's a great point. I, the fact that you mentioned that what happens here is going to be included in those races, then you have to figure out is it going to be weighed more because are you do you ha- what is your memory of the season prior to quarantine? How does how do you reflect on it having spent you know three plus months not having watched it? Are you going to weigh what you see? Are you going to have recency bias? So right. if somebody comes in here and tears the roof off and their team goes 8-0, and 7-1, and significantly improves their standing. Is that going to influence you more than you would think if they had just done it at the end of the regular season, had it continued on as it was supposed to?
1: Right, and we've talked about how a team like the Sixers could be positioned well to succeed after a long break like this. The one knock with Harden has always been he's always been kind of gassed out Absolutely. or run out of steam going into the playoffs. And there's been reports of him uh, spending a lot of time working out and you know losing weight apparently. So that and just not playing actual physical basketball, I, th- I think for someone like him is going to pay off really big dividends. Yes, yeah,
0: so unless they continue to burn him into the ground as soon yeah. as they come back, which unfortunately is kind of what they need yeah. to be a successful team. They don't have – that much else going on without him. If
1: Russell Westbrook keeps shooting like two from 13 from three. Yeah, he's...
0: And the other thing is, I mean, who, um, I mean, Robert Covington was basically playing center for them. That's right. Yeah. And I think that they were getting away with that because, you know, you're in the middle of the season and guys are tired. Now you bring back all the big men refreshed. Are you going to be able to run a small lineup like that? Like, you know, think about a, a, a healthy, rested Embiid being able to actually you know, push his limits again for a little bit and knowing that you know, he's only got to go about you know, 20, 25 more games to the end of the season and giving it his all. like He could fuck up
1: some small ball centers if you try that shit. My only uh, counter to that would be, as things stand now in the Western Conference, which will obviously change, uh, Houston's number six, but they're only two and a half games out of the number three seed who are the Denver Nuggets, and Jokic came down with the covid you hate mm, to say it. hate to say it. Yeah, just uh, – isn't it? Isn't it me or weird how just a lot of other players in the league that us Sixers fans hate happen to come down with COVID? Just I don't saying. wish it upon anybody. No, just I Just to don't. be clear. It's just, you know. Speaking
0: of Jokic and uh, me omitted, omitting him off my list of people to watch in this game, <laughs> on August 3rd, I have Denver and Oklahoma City at 4 p.m. As, as the marquee matchup. I think that's a low-key, really good game to watch. People, the Sixers fans will recognize from this game, not named Nikola Jokic, Jeremy Grant, Paul Millsap. Who, who was who Paul Millsap? I don't know. I don't know. The name struck a chord with me for some reason. And on on the OKC side, Mike Muscala, oh. and Nerlens Noel. Yeah, <laughs> favorites of the city of brotherly love. So. Make sure you tune in at four PM to watch Jeremy Grant and Paul Millsap versus Mike Muscala and Nerlens Noel and, and think, nobody
1: else. And to think, four or five years ago, we took off in the summer to watch Nerlens Noel in the summer league. We're gonna be seeing uh, Nerlens Noel again in the summer league.
0: Exactly. Uh, what goes around comes around. They said <laughs> yeah. on August the fourth, Boston Miami. Mm. So a very important game for Sixers fans that are watching the standings. This is at six thirty PM. August 5th, once again, my birthday, just to make sure everybody knows, because I'm a spoiled little brat. The only game I had here is Sixers-Wizards. It's on at 4. I plan to to be available to watch this game for sure. There's not really much else this day, which is good, because I mostly just want to get drunk in the pool. So I only have to pay attention to, like, two hours of basketball, and I'm shutting that shit down for the day. The next day, as I recover from being completely hungover, Again, stand, standings watching the East: Miami, Milwaukee at four p.m. So Thursday afternoon, we get Wednesday afternoon basketball. Thursday afternoon basketball. Like I'm treating this whole thing like March Madness that we didn't get. You know, yeah. people take off. They watch all day, pretty much every day. You have yeah. basketball from twelve thirty to nine p.m. Like nine p.m. is the last tip off. So really, like basically noon to midnight, more or less. Yes, yeah, it's see, amazing.
1: I'm I'm lucky because I work till three thirty. I you know been working from home. I'm one of the lucky ones, you could say. And, you know, a lot of these games will start soon right after I get done work. But there's definitely going to be days where I want to get off early, you know, you know, come over here, just get all all, all this other shit out of the way. And I just have to – I actually wrote a post-it note on my desk because my supervisor is a Knicks fan and will understand if I leave work. Real, but I just yeah have to be nice to a Knicks fan, so.
0: Hey, man, they're no threat to us. So, yeah, August 7th, 9 p.m., but that's a Friday, so you can stay up late. Boston, Toronto, so two and three in the East, going at it. At that point, we should be about that should be their third or fourth game, I believe. So right there, you should have an idea of what's lining up. August eighth, Saturday, Clippers in Portland at one p.m. I mark this one because it's Saturday. Get your day drink on, mm. grab a couple brewskis, yeah. Turn that one on. Sit and set, sit in the air conditioning all day, yeah. Don't do any chores. Don't let the wife tell you to go do yard work or anything. Okay. Or if, if you have to do that, wake up early before it gets too hot don't out. go to
1: a fucking diner and sit underneath a giant tent on top of a blacktop. That, and,
0: or on their outdoor yeah. patio that they claim is outdoor seating, but it's really mm. inside. And then the cops come and the news shows up. Yeah, and people
1: call and there's bees. Like, bees can kill me and they could kill you. So don't do that.
0: Bees are terrible, man. Yeah. August 9th. This was my favorite one. There's seven games. 12.30 to 9 p.m. Watch them all, man. It's Sunday. Sit your ass down. Bring your cooler inside. Fill that sun bitch up. Shine it up real nice, and drink beer from it. Absolutely. Watch seven games of basketball. If you got to set up a second TV, do it. If you got to set the laptop up, do it. No,
1: no, we shouldn't have to do do that. Adam Silver, you better fucking get Scott Hansen for that day.
0: From well, they're not alone at the same time though. It's obviously all staggered, but still, so. like you know,
1: that would be pretty interesting.
0: Get the that would, little football
1: it, itch back too, you know.
0: It'd be really cool if just that day they did like four yeah. games starting at noon, and then four games at four, and you just had like a red zo- an NBA red zone, yeah. Like or what just, do you call it? The, the like the two minute warning or something, or the uh, fastest two minutes, or uh, the restricted area, maybe. Yeah, instead of the red zone, the restricted area, the key,
1: yeah, the paint, something like that. Just uh, we'll have to, we'll have yeah, all day basketball. It. I didn't,
0: I didn't brainstorm for that one. August 10th is a Monday. Three really good games and it happens to be a Monday. I'm taking I'm, I'm taking that day off. That's going to be the last day of my vacation so that I I can actually not have to worry about work because Toronto-Milwaukee 1-2 right now in the East, Indiana-Miami 4-5 in the East and Denver Lakers all mm. that day. Really good slate of games. Definitely all must watch. I think that's really good. The next day, seven games but they're all pretty unimportant, which is crazy to think because all these teams are either playoff bound or fighting for spots. But I, I wrote Sun Sixers. I really didn't give a shit about any other game on this day. It's really sad being that, you know, we should be winding down. And obviously once you get closer, some of the games may have importance that you didn't realize they did. But looking from the outside in right now, I didn't find any games on this day to be particularly interesting or, or worth watching as a Sixers fan. Uh, August the 12th, Philly versus Toronto. That's definitely the marquee matchup. On the 13th, wasn't a whole lot going on. I wrote down Washington versus the Celtics simply because, you know, we may still be paying attention to Boston at that point, but, you know, maybe, maybe not. And then the final day, August 14th, you have Sixers-Rockets, which hopefully matters and is a good one. And then Miami-Indiana, which very, very well could be a huge, important game for... For the Sixers that they
1: are not even technically a part of. Now, I don't know if I'm trying to connect dots here that don't exist, but I did notice that th- that Sixers and Rockets game, there's no time set. The whole day, there's no time. Okay, so I, I imagine there's some sort of like I think both flex. of the last two days, the times aren't set, and I
0: don't, oh, okay. I don't know both why things. that is. I'm guessing that they're going to probably try to space out the games that have significance exactly. to get on Like networks. flex games, more yeah, or like, less. because if you look at the actual list of games for each day, they're not all televised, which is another question is like mm-hmm. the ones that they don't have anything for, are the local networks going to have access to them? Because that's what scares me is that the Sixers have a couple games that aren't listed at all. And I don't know if NBC Sports Philly, like how many you know networks are going to have access? Are they going to have access at all? Is that game going to be aired in some way, shape, mm-hmm. or form if it's not listed as either an NBA TV or ESPN game?
1: That's interesting. Yeah, that's what I, scares me. I know that. And that's
0: why I think none of the times are on those games because they're gonna move the ones that are gonna get ratings to ESPN and NBA TV, which means they're gonna have to stagger the times.
1: Well, I know they said, and you know, obviously, this could change. You know, uh, between now and when the uh, restart starts, <laughs> uh, that they said you know a small number of like family members are allowed to be there in the bubble and watch the games. So maybe we can. Get together, like, you know, like a, a little fundraiser of sorts. Go fund me and have uh, Tobias Harris's little brother, uh, Bobby or whatever. I don't know. Uh, Terry? Terry. The one the is place it, is the it blue Terry? Cards? Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, Venmo him some money. Just be like, hey, can you just, like, on your phone, just give us, like, a live feed? Like, oh, I thought
0: you were going to uh, – we could probably get in contact with Liv Simmons and, like, buy her a GoPro or something.
1: Oh, there you go. Tell her to, like, yeah. just
0: kind of stick it in the uh, yeah. – and just have a kind of creep
1: for a creep second. Going. I thought you were going with uh, Al Horford's sister. Oh nah, fuck her. Yeah,
0: she she she's dead to me. Yeah, thirsty bitch. So yeah, I mean that that's pretty much all I had for this. I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to talk about as far as you know the league coming back. But basically, I I think we kind of hit on a lot of it. Um, you know, stress that it is not important at all that sports come back. We I think we both agree that we we don't think they should for several reasons we addressed at the top of the episode, but in the event that they do, I do think the Sixers are well-positioned via the schedule that they received. And we've talked about on prior episodes about how we think that the layoff did ultimately help them. Uh, hopefully, at, at this point, it does seem, by all accounts, that they are healthy and ready to go. There were some some weird uh, reports. This might be the last thing to touch on here from like Brett Brown about Ben Simmons' health and how... You know, he can play and he'll be available, but at what percentage, we don't know. Like, they seemed weirdly hesitant to, to kind of give him a clear bill of health, which I'm sure he's not 100% by, by any means from the back injury. But, I mean, everything he's posting is him pumping iron in yeah, the gym. like looks good. Like, like, playing his ass off, you know, in scrimmages or, or on the court or whatever. Like, he looks like he is, you know, 100% going and I know as far as, you know, like an NBA playoffs type level, yeah, maybe he's not all there, but he sure doesn't look like a guy that's going to be on any kind of significant minutes restriction or, you know, missing games or anything. As, as far as I can tell, like I'm not getting that indication from anything other than Brett Brown's comments that, that seemed a little bit cautious, if not pessimistic to a degree. Did, did you get that feeling at all? Yeah, it, it is kind of
1: weird, and I I had this terrible feeling that, Please don't tell me that like they're holding back that him or so other people in the team you know have the virus or wouldn't be the first time they try downplaying or underreporting an injury. But I just kind of get the feeling that I just I think they just want to keep you know their cards close to them and not show everything, which is crazy because yeah.
0: that is I mean this team has been yeah. burning so many. That, that's what I mean. That's what's so weird to me is this is not usually their M O. They usually get caught saying all the dumb stuff and putting their right. foot in their mouth and then. Having to walk it back, and the fact that they are are maybe trying to limit and 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 make everyone have practical expectations is is not what I'm used to from from this team.
1: All I ask is, please, Sixers, any year of my entire life, don't mess with my feelings. In the year 2020, it sucked. Yeah, so.
0: it's it's going to be pretty tough, um, man.
1: One other uh, fun little fact I, I have here, I kind of stumbled upon this by accident. Look at uh, my calendar, my phone. The Eagles' first preseason game is the night before the Sixers' final regular season game. Like, just crazy. Now, is
0: that, are, are they going to do the preseason?
1: Well, as of now, there's oh, okay. speculation from what I've read and heard that the way that this year's NFL schedule is, is that they have uh, these things already in place where they could cut two preseason games and most likely be the first two ones. And then, even if they had to delay the season by three or four weeks like apparently a team a lot of teams had the same bye weeks so that way they can just be rescheduled i remember that part stuff like that so i I think we talked about that i mean again like with any sport with anything in life with this virus things are always going to be subject to change nothing's set in stone but it's just uh yeah and then we might have baseball and playoff hockey in august like that's just all the bad shit aside and Saying that we sports just should not happen right now. There's going to be a lot of uh, this is going to be a weird uh, year in the history books. Come the next decades. Listen,
0: man, I don't think I'm going to have a marching band season to teach, which is some extra money in my pocket that I really could use and enjoy. So, Dan's
1: Venmo is open,
0: everybody. Uh, well, not only is my Venmo open, but
1: I'm just you know, a sports book coming back to me would uh, would be pretty clutch oh, in the that, month of August. That's another thing I saw today was that. Uh, I think today was the first day they release uh, odds for the uh, first yes. couple. Of, and I'm like, like, are you going to try to bet on any of these? Yes. Like, okay. I know you're dying to. Absolutely. Because you have um, a competition problem. Competition problem. problem. But um, <laughs> Clippers, Lakers, pick them. Oh, that, Oh, yeah, that's right. That's a
0: pick them? Yeah, I'm going Clippers. Oof. Yeah. I'm definitely going Clippers. I think Clippers. I would, too. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure I'm going Clippers. You know, obviously, i got to see who shows up. Right. You never. I mean, for all I know, Kawhi is, is in a bubble right now. Uh, not the Orlando bubble, but his own bubble. Yeah, I mean, I guess
1: robots can't get viruses. So, I mean, computers get them. Oh shit! I mean, different kind not... of virus, but virus nonetheless. Yeah. All right, so now
0: we're we're going down a fucking path. So, <laughs> I think I'm going to call it there. Uh, make sure to subscribe to the pod, leave us a five star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate the love, of everybody. We appreciate everybody bearing with us as we took a uh, kind of an unspoken network wide break for the last two weeks, just kind of reshuffling the deck a little bit getting our our ducks in a row figuring out where we want to go from here we have a lot of things planned we're very excited for things that are coming up again as far as process photos is concerned our next episode will feature our friend dave west from feeding time tv so stay tuned for that as we talk food tailgates uh you know philadelphia versus other cities on a plethora of different subjects and topics and and where it kind of stands and Uh, You know, some things that we want to try in other places, some things that have disappointed us, all things like that. Make sure you tune in. A uh, bonus episode of Popcorn and Potables on the movie The Lodge coming out uh, around the same time that this one will drop. Power bombs and potables every week, Monday morning, giving you your recap on the week in professional wrestling television. Pucks and Potables bringing you flyers and hockey talk, as well as some metal talk. We do have a bonus episode in the can I'm working on still of Mason and Mike talking Megadeth versus Metallica. Ooh. So I know that a lot of people that I'm friends with that listen will probably have some interest in that. Uh, I'm actually recording a, a pilot for a music podcast on Thursday all right, all right. where we talk about uh, cover songs, some of our favorites, our, our thoughts on kind of you know covering a song, whether you're doing it to play the original, whether you're writing it in your own way. The idea of cover bands, the idea of original bands doing covers, things like that, all, all wrapped up in the one. And then Power Ups and Potables will be recording this weekend, I believe, for a release next week. Uh, I think we're still figuring out what we're going to talk about, so it'll probably more of a, uh, a a opinion content kind of episode rather than a news episode, our last one. On the PS5 event, I got a lot of positive feedback from so I appreciate everybody checking that out. That was really fun to do, to to really kind of analyze and break that kind of stuff down. Uh, the first episode, obviously, we did our top 10 games, so that was more just kind of spewing out the mouth of our opinions, but that was fun as well. I think the next episode will be a lot like the first one. Probably alternate like that, do a, a, a news one, since I don't think that much comes out too frequently that we're going to do news every time, so we'll probably space it out. Uh, you know, like a news one, a content one, a news one, and so on and so forth. So, appreciate everybody checking all that out for news updates, everything like that. Go to www.processpotables.com for Steve. I'm Dan. Thanks for listening and uh, trust the podcast.